everybody welcome to the true crime squad i'm christy brower here with my sister co-host and partner in crime katie weaver hey katie hello how's it going oh it's going <laughs> it's going good actually just fine Glad to hear it. Yeah. i have no complaints whatsoever well that's always a good thing yeah i yeah. do have two puppies uh laying behind me on their bed chewing on toys so hopefully they're going to behave I, I let them stay i hope i don't uh live to regret that but <laughs> you know, we, do, we do know them so you know chances yeah. are good they're not gonna but <laughs> that's yeah awesome. yes but welcome to our wednesday night case updates live stream yes we have all kinds of crazy info for you but first let's welcome everybody in the chat uh colleen cranky sherry amy jacqueline rj uh bianca victoria Barbara, Gigi, Fran, welcome. It's nice to have you all here. If you're listening after the fact, welcome as well. We love it when you yeah. can make it live, but we know that's not that's not possible for everybody, and that's all right. Yeah. Yeah, but we we do have a lot to share. Tonight, yes. As we always do, you know, but some of it's pretty, pretty bonkers. Uh, I thought, Katie, why don't, why don't we kick it off with an update on the murders in Moscow, Idaho, the Uvi murders? Okay. Uh, going on with that. Well, I mean, per normal, they don't know shit. They're finally going to enter the home to remove some personal belongings for people that need them and, you know, things that they shouldn't need for their investigation. So that's happening here in the next day or so. They're going to... Uh, they wanted the public to know, like, you're going to see us there doing stuff. This is what we're doing. Mm -hmm. Basically, they're loading up uh, requested items from people who live in the house and from family members of the victims and putting them in a box truck and taking them to a different location so they can get some of their stuff. I mean, imagine being a college student mm -hmm. and having a murder happen in your home. And so it's now a crime scene and you can't go back there and all mm -hmm. your shit's there. Right. Like your books. Yeah, are these kids laptop, even still your... finishing the semester? Maybe not. You know, maybe not. Right. I mean, but they... still, yeah. being able to access your stuff is a bit of a problem. There's one uh, pretty good update. Uh, it still feels like grasping at straws, to be honest. But mm -hmm. the police put on their Facebook page just uh, yesterday that this car, not this specific car, this is a stock photo. But this uh, style of car mm -hmm. could have been in the area when the murders happened. So a white 2011 to 2013 Honda, Hyundai Elantra with unknown plates. They said the people in that car may have seen something or may know something. So they're mm -hmm. not saying that they are a suspect in any way, but just that they may have seen something that could help the police. So they're looking for anybody who could have been in the area that night driving a car that is anywhere near this description. Sure. So again, it's a pretty broad stretch, but you know, uh, they right. just don't know. They don't, you know, I was reading an article that mm -hmm. said that this is going to be a long, this is a long game kind of investigation. Yeah. And it is in all the forensics that have already been gathered. 
in the House is where the solution to this case will come. Yeah. And that is a long, drawn out process. It takes forever to process all of that information. Yeah. Because there just is nothing jumping out at nope. all about nope. who this might have been. Mm-mm. Nothing at all. So and that's just disturbing, you know? It, it is. It's really, really disturbing. I mean, there's lots of rumors flying. You know, there's a lot of people Tons. You know, looking at it from lots of different angles and people that who know uh, people and, you know, there's a lot of uh, conjecture, but the police aren't giving up much and basically kind of throwing it out there that, you know, they, they really don't know. So right. it is something. It is. And, you know, when you have a college town like that, I mean, and it's right on the, on the border between Idaho and Washington, of course. And mm-hmm. that makes it harder. There are a lot of people that come and go from that town. Oh, yeah. But, Oh, yeah. Cranky says she went through a similar issue when she was in college, except it was my apartment building had a fire. Oh, oh my no gosh. No kidding. And then you couldn't get yeah. your things. Oh, that's rough. Yeah. Paula says you'd think anyone in the area at that time would have tried speaking to the police already, even if only to establish they had nothing to do with the murders. Right. We are talking about a small town. Yeah. It's not a big population of people no. to go through, but. Well, we'll keep tabs on it per normal, but it is concerning. Yeah, mm-hmm. th- there was, Colleen, you're right. There was a guy, they, the food truck creeper, uh, mm-hmm. one of the people that, uh, the guy who acted creepy with the girls at the food truck. That, mm-hmm. uh, Yeah, there is talk that he's actually left the country. So that is concerning and weird. Mm-hmm. Uh, but per normal, seems like everything in this case is just like that. Mm-hmm. I really hope for that community and particularly for all those families that we ever get answers in this case. I know it's, it's starting to feel like something that, and, and, you know, we don't know what's going on behind closed doors, but to have no suspect at all three weeks out from four murders, that's, Mm -hmm. that's scary. Mm -hmm. Scary. Certainly. Uh, Cranky. And that's very true. No one will speak up if they were getting high or something. Oh, or, or if they saw something. Right. If they were doing something they weren't supposed to be doing, they're not going to speak up. Right. Well, and, yeah. hopefully their their hope, because they did open an online tip line that was anonymous. Right. Basically, you could just text into. And they were hoping that that might bridge the gap there. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's true. If you were up to something. Or the other thought I had is that if you were uh, inebriated. Maybe you don't know. Maybe you did see something. Maybe you're not sure. Don't even realize. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, all of those things are a possibility. And I mean, none of it's good news Mm -hmm. (laughs) at this point. Ugh. Well, thank you for that. Yep. Uh, We do have a little bit of good news in another case we've been following. In the uh, murders in um, Okmogee, Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. There has now been an arrest. Mm-hmm. So the person of interest, Joseph Kennedy, he was the guy that owns the salvage yard um, that took off on the run after police found the, the bodies um, of those four men in the river. Mm-hmm. Has now been formally charged with their murders. Yeah. We don't know a lot uh, yet. Yeah. Um. But it does appear that they may have been 
trying to rob him. Yeah. Now, something that I did learn that I didn't know was that someone, and it was actually a police officer, it was a deputy who lives near the scrapyard, heard 10 to 12 gunshots from a high-powered rifle mm-hmm. on one of the nights, the night that these men disappeared. That's yeah. new. Uh, so we have that. And, you know, I we don't know exactly where they're going to go with this or what evidence they have against them. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, it would have to be something... I mean, he had to have, I mean, killed them quickly. How do you kill four grown men quickly enough that one of them doesn't get to you, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And and then he dismembered them, of course, put them in the river. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. Um, if he hadn't dismembered them, um, he might have gotten away with it. Right. Well, and some people are saying, well, if he was just being robbed... Shooting them would have been self-defense. Right. But then you go and you cut up the bodies and you lie about all this. And then that makes it very sketchy. So right. we don't know yet if he was being robbed. This is just this is just a guess. Was yeah. he being robbed or was he involved in this in some way and decided to take whatever, you know, money was coming out of this situation for himself? We don't know. But Joseph Kennedy has been charged in their murders and mm-hmm. so we'll keep an eye on that i'm i'm glad at least they're getting somewhere yeah um because this this is another one that has seemed to have nothing yeah except for this one guy mm-hmm. i can't imagine he did not have an accomplice at least in the dismembering and disposing of the bodies i, I just can't imagine that he didn't what a massive job for one person to do. And he's an older guy mm-hmm. and these men were younger, big men. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's, I think we still don't know the whole story at all. Yeah. But uh, we'll, uh, who I knows if we'll we ever will, but. Oh. Yeah. We, and we may not, well, we'll see what, what happens yeah. with him. If he takes this to trial or if he pleads it out. Mm-hmm. Uh, Katie, tell us what's going on in the Whitmer case. Okay, so this is the Gretchen Whitmer uh, abduction attempt or abduction Mm -hmm. uh, conspiracy to abduct uh, the governor, Gretchen Whitmer. And it's been in court for a bit now. Let's see, Mm -hmm. I'll show you a picture of uh, this is Governor Whitmer. And this is the main guy, the main planner guy. Yeah. His name is Adam Fox. So Adam Fox, along with some other men, had, they were very pissed towards the uh, latter part of COVID. This happened about a month before the last presidential election. Mm-hmm. And the uh, feds had gotten a tip that, or the FBI had gotten a tip that there was an abduction attempt uh, being planned and prepared to carry out by these men. and. They were very radicalized, of course, and at any rate, uh, when the when they were grabbed and investigated, they had a very detailed plan. They did have the means. They did have the ways. They did have an all-out uh, revolution, as the uh, prosecutor called it, in in play. Mm-hmm. And of course, they were arrested. Uh, you know, much to the anger of uh, a lot of people, surprisingly, like. But is this the world you want to live in? But 
well, anyway, they the prosecutor called it a bona fide revolution. He said this was no run-of-the-mill kidnapping plot. He targeted not just any victim, but an official victim. Not just any official, but the head of a state. He was no mm. follower. He was an active recruiter and prime mover. The terrorism enhancement here literally takes Fox's guideline score off the chart, but it applies. Mm. His goal was not personal gain. It was a bona fide revolution. I think that is just damn scary. It is. And I'm so happy for Governor Whitmer that it, they didn't take it up, weren't able yeah. to carry it out because that's so yeah. scary. But the system worked, right? They were located, they were arrested, they were prosecuted, and here they are. So they are now uh, seeking, so he's now been, uh, he's now been convicted. Now they're just seeking a life sentence for him, mm -hmm. a life sentence. And of course, uh, there are many that are saying that's really uh, outrageous and really unfair, but basically this is what they're saying. You can't do shit like this and get away with it. Right. So can't organize a group to kidnap a, a government official, the head of your state, mm -hmm. and think you can get away with it. I, mm -hmm. I'm i not against life for him, honestly. If anything, right. we, we need to be showing people immediately that domestic terrorism is never going to be okay. And yeah. you are going to get hard hit yes. very hard for it. Absolutely. My thoughts as well. So we'll see if in the U.S. federal system, life sentences do not carry the possibility of parole. Oh, so if he okay. is sentenced with a life sentence, there is no parole possible. Wow. So it'll be very interesting to see what happens. But truly, terrorism. Yeah. yeah. Domestic this terrorism. Most definitely domestic terrorism. No, I... We have to keep calling it that. We have to be prosecuting people for it when they commit mm -hmm. it. Like, we have to smack down very hard right now on yep. all of these kinds of things. Mm -hmm. Get a hold on this shit. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So, there you go. Well, <laughs> here's a case in Michigan. This is not a case that we have been following until I saw an article about it today and felt that we should probably shared a, a man in Michigan his name is Hassan Choker or Coker not sure um <laughs> okay he okay anti-semitic and racist threats to the parents and children at a preschool and synagogue last week and so he was being um being held on a million dollar bond and so he had a bond reduction hearing today on Zoom. And this gentleman chose this moment when asking to have his bond of $1 million, uh, you know, reduced, chose to, uh, well, let me just say it how they say it in the article. because <laughs> Well, he pulled down his pants and he mooned the judge. Let's just say it. That's what he did. Pulled his pants down. He mooned the judge, the judge, Regina Thomas, uh, <laughs> then revoked his bond. So it's not a million oh, gosh. dollars. He just doesn't get one at all now, because apparently when you moon the judge, that's a pretty good indication that your ass should stay right in jail. Hey, he really showed his ass there. 
he definitely did. I that's so funny you said that because I had thought that earlier <laughs> too. But or made a real ass of himself. Mm -hmm. Well, he has um, on social media. He has posted videos and statements um, about buying guns, and um, in a post. He said, your due tactics, tactics will only backfire on you. You have no place on this earth. And then he saw oh. a bunch of terrible expletives toward Jews. A storm is coming to wipe out all of our lives. Our oh lives. God. I don't know. That's a little scary. Um, <laughs> so uh, they did have to mute his microphone. This is sounding familiar. Got a little uh, Daryl Brooks vibes going here. He was like pacing around in the cell where they were holding him and they'd had to mute his microphone because he was yelling and pointing and being really inappropriate. <laughs> so one of the attorneys starts speaking again after an outburst from him and he turns away from the camera and exposed his rear end while craning <laughs> his neck and appearing to continue shouting at the camera. So he's still yelling at the judge. <laughs> While he is also mooning her. I mean, <laughs> I guess he didn't really want Bond. I don't know. Mm, but no. the judge was like, yeah, definitely. It's the entitlement here for me. He he actually thought he was entitled to Bond. Uh, oh, yeah, definitely. And his attorney claims that his client was expressing his First Amendment rights and freedoms of speech during the synagogue incident. And let me tell you something, hate speech is not protected under the First Amendment. And we've talked about that a lot. And yep. we've talked about the threatening to harm people mm -hmm. does have consequences. You cannot do it. And he Weird. clearly has, you know, I mean, I guess you can do it, but this is what happens. And this may have been another form of freedom of speech for him. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> All I have to say is, I hope this is not another Daryl Brooks situation. <laughs> yeah. Right. He yeah. does have an attorney right now. So hopefully, Amy, he's not going to be defending himself because that's just the last thing we need. You know who also has a, an attorney right now? Daryl Brooks. Daryl Brooks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> did we talk about that last week? I kind of think we did. But yeah, Daryl Brooks... Uh... <laughs> Yeah, in the next phase of uh, trying this asshole for all of the things he's done, he actually mm -hmm. does. And now he's trying to appeal. Oh, I don't think we did talk about it, actually. I think I know. I'm after. thinking now we didn't. We talked yeah. to each other about it. But yeah, mm -hmm. he has filed his intent to um, uh, to have his conviction overturned, which, I mean, give me a break. Yes, with a handwritten letter to the courts. Yeah. All about the egregious legal errors in his trial and, you know, mm -hmm. all that ridiculous crap. I'm yeah. sure there was something to do with evidentiary jurisdiction or whatever the hell that thing was he was always talking about. <laughs> so, yeah. So, oh, anyway, yeah. nobody Here, was having it out of anybody right now. Yeah, but he actually yeah, does have an attorney now. But, yeah, this is his yeah. note. Yeah, yes, post-conviction relief is what he is seeking. Yeah. The most uh, important part, it said, uh, it's not my intention to bring any controversy before the court. 
of course it isn't. No, that, no, that never, never happened. Your intention ever. Uh, but it is my intention to have this post-conviction relief matter matter. Yeah. Reviewed and heard as quickly as possible, as there are clear issues of the law, issues of the law, mm -hmm. and legal facts in this matter. More word salad? Okay, uh, Daryl. Sounds man. good. Yep. After the murder and mayhem that he committed, still <laughs> fully unaware. Cranky says he does not consent to be called by that name. Right. <laughs> Well, you know, he also didn't consent to being sentenced for the crimes that he was convicted That's true. of. And he that did not really consent. did not stop the judge, did it? Mm -hmm. Did you know that that judge is now running for Supreme Court in her states? It seems like a slam dunk. I mean. I think a Supreme Court of the world would be fine with me for her. Wow. Yeah. Crazy. Okay. Uh, let's talk about Elizabeth Holmes briefly. Mm -hmm. So you may or not may not remember this because it, it's been quite a while ago. It's like some things are finally trickling through the system after COVID. Mm -hmm. But Elizabeth Holmes, her, her company was uh, Theranos. And this is the company that basically said that they could, you know, they could do all of these really amazing and revolutionizing of medicine uh, blood tests to that would be right and she is conservative great cranky that is true that 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 oh. judge is conservative um mm -hmm. however i also think she's a pretty fair judge true um yeah but anyway with elizabeth holmes she committed fraud she lied her ass off about what her company could actually do and tons of yeah. people invested in it it was a huge debacle but it was several years ago now Right, well, the, the Theranos company. Yes, Theranos. The whole and thing, I, I'm i going to be honest, I thought that this was a movie. I mean, it was a movie, but I didn't realize this was a real thing. No, it's very <laughs> much a real thing. But it's, mm -hmm. it's a real thing, yeah. Yes, the one-drop blood tests, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes, Victoria. And so it was supposed to just revolutionize medicine. Well, it was a bunch of bullshit. Right. It wasn't real. They didn't right. actually And she always knew it wasn't real. Well, she is pregnant due to have a baby any minute. And so really doesn't think she should have to go to prison, guys, because she's had oh, a baby. Gosh. She's completely moved on with her life. She's had already had a child now having another. And somehow she just shouldn't have to go to prison for all these crimes that she committed because, guys, she's pregnant. Um, she has strong ties to her partner and family, including her son and soon to be born child. So that's her reasoning for not having to go to prison for 13 years, which is what she's sentenced. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, whatever, Elizabeth Holmes, like, good luck with that. Because mm -hmm. I don't think any of that is going to help you at this point. Mm -hmm. It's very um, Ghislaine Maxwell-y feeling and sounding. Oh, very much. Yeah. About, yeah. W women do have babies in prison all the time. I mean, it's not great. Mm -hmm. But there are family members to take and raise that baby. And, you know, there are things. But, I mean, maybe she should have considered doing that and getting pregnant while she's on trial for all of it. Like, I yeah. mean, seriously. Yeah, she moved on. Right. Yeah. But what about the people that invested their life savings? Exactly. She just bankrupted people. Right. Um, right. Super tired. Me too, Victoria, of rich white ladies getting BS sentences. Agreed. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. For so, sure. I mean, you know, I think it's unfortunate anytime a woman has to have a baby in prison. However, Elizabeth Holmes absolutely knew she was going to go to prison. She 100% did what she was char- charged with and was convicted. So mm-hmm. well, fingers crossed that she does not get her white lady tears uh, outcome that she's seeking. Uh, it's re- it's a ridiculous thing to say that she she has a close relationship with her family and her children, don't you know? Like mm-hmm. other women that go to prison don't also have families yeah. and relationships. It's such an implication of well, I'm I'm a wealthy white woman. I like I actually have a real family. I don't know what it's just right. so well. It's so white privilege. Guys, it's fine. I've moved on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm not doing that fraud stuff anymore. I decided to have kids instead. I mean, <laughs> give me a fucking yay! Yeah, so much kids. Yeah, gross. I know. Watch so PTA money. I don't we'll know. See what happens there. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. fingers very much crossed that she does not get any special treatment because she doesn't deserve any for what she's done. Not no. Ah, uh, Katie, why don't you tell us a little bit about what's going on with the FedEx murder? Absolutely. And then I do have an update in Michael Vaughn as well. Oh, the FedEx murder. We haven't actually covered it. Uh, This happened last week. My God, it's horrific. Most of you have probably heard about it. I'm going to pull up a picture here. A couple. Uh, This is the victim. This little girl was in her family's driveway in Texas, in the Paradise area of Texas last week. And the FedEx driver, Tanner Horner, scooped her up and murdered her. Mm. And, and we don't know what all. And then dropped her on the side of a country road. She and her stepmom had had a bit of a fight. And she'd been sent to her bedroom. And then mom, stepmom couldn't find her. And looked for about an hour. Called the police. They actually did an Amber Alert, which I think is really interesting. Because they didn't have... Uh, They didn't know who took her, but they did an Amber Alert, which is new and good. Mm -hmm. But uh, they searched for a couple of days. The police got a tip about FedEx or the FedEx driver, and they searched Mm -hmm. his truck. And that's when they finally arrested this guy. This is Tanner Horner. Mm -hmm. So let me tell you a few things about Tanner. Uh, Yeah. So Tanner... Tanner is really freaking weird. He, on his Facebook page, he describes himself as an Aspie, or that's another term people with Asperger's describe themselves as. I don't know if he's diagnosed or not. He called himself a metalhead musician, uh, lots of other things. Um, He called himself a drummer, former drummer at Walmart, and a former drummer at Albertsons. Okay. Wow. I had no idea that Albertsons at Walmart had rock bands. Mm-hmm. Uh, it says on his Facebook page, he describes himself as, yeah, Aspie, non-neurotypical musician, metalhead, love is stupid and not to mention completely asinine. His Facebook mm-hmm. page is full of pictures of him at the gym, holding a baby. We're not sure who, I think it might have been a nephew. Uh, anyway. There was this huge search for poor little Athena. It was just horrifying. And everybody was scared to death, you know. 
mm-hmm. about where in the world this poor little thing could be. And then, of course, you know, they picked him up and he, we believe, actually confessed. Now, mm-hmm. will he uh, plead not guilty? Of course he will. But uh, one of the really interesting things is that in 2019, a girl had posted on Facebook accusing him of raping her. And mm-hmm. then after this happened, she, yeah, in 2019, she wrote on Facebook, friendly reminder that Tanner Horner is a rapist. And then in the comment thread, another woman uh, on that post said that he drove for Uber uh, and called him a transphobic rapist in a pop punk band. What a shocker. Mm-hmm. And then that same woman who wrote that initial post about him being a rapist on another post about this incident wrote, Tanner Lynn Horner, the man who raped me at 16, eight years ago, murdered Athena Strand, a seven-year-old girl. I hope the family gets the justice they deserve. I hope he rots. And I hope that everyone who didn't believe me when I've talked about this for eight fucking years does now. Fuck all of you. Wow. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. He's being held on a $1.5 million bond. He is from Lake Worth, Texas. Uh, looks like he mm-hmm. also uh, lived in Fort Worth for a while and Benbrook. But he's currently in the Wise County Jail. He is on suicide watch. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. And that's about what we know. Mm -hmm. Well, we're just going to watch this uh, play out through the courts. It is horrifying. It's extremely sad. It's completely senseless. And just out of the blue like that. And if he committed a crime like that while he was out delivering for FedEx, I mean, is this the only time this has happened? Mm -hmm. You know? You can't imagine. Yeah. Mm. Terrifying. Yep. Yep. Keep an eye oh, on Colleen that said she thinks that's his baby. Maybe it is. Okay. But Lynn yep. said too that okay. his baby's about one. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Also, Amy said, "Oh yeah, the rollback rockers." Mm-hmm. Good, oh, Amy. Lord. There you go. The roll, you know, from Walmart. The rollback rockers. Yeah, rollback rockers. I like yeah. it. Okay. <laughs> the fake, yeah. uh, that fake job, but that. Oh. Yep. So that's what is happening with that case. There was a. a vigil i believe for athena just tonight i mean Mm. the community is just absolutely destroyed over it as you can imagine the poor law enforcement the press conferences those poor guys can hardly keep it together they are just so broken up and horrified by this it's a horrible thing kids that kids age you know yeah yeah but you know somebody in the chat saying you know just we're just not safe anywhere anymore and it it certainly feels that way doesn't it you know yeah uh, to the point that the DOJ has now released that uh, the LGBTQIA community and the Jewish community are at serious risk. Of and the migrant community. And the migrant community are at serious risk of continued um, targeting. Domestic terrorism. Yeah. C- continued domestic terrorism. They're not shying away from calling it that, which good. Well, I'm glad they're not because 
boy, we're not seeing very many other um, yeah. law enforcement agencies use those terms, and they need to. No, and the media either. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Most definitely. So what's up with the Michael Vaughn case? All right. So there was finally the long-awaited press conference to talk about what they found in the Wanderer's Yard. It was nothing. Uh, they said that they believe that the body may have been in Wanderer's Yard at some point and has been moved, though they didn't talk about why. It sounds like the dogs did hit in the yard, but mm. then when they dug, they came up with nothing. They were also going to dig uh, the neighbor's yard, but they said the dogs did not hit over there, but they were still going to do some, or not digging, sorry, some uh, sonar searching of the mm -hmm. neighbor's yard. They wanted to be clear that the neighbors who, you know, have been really beat up uh, by podcasters and stuff mm -hmm. because they are both registered sex offenders, um, they have been completely compliant and cooperative and, and opened mm -hmm. their home, their yard, everything. So... But what they did say in that press conference that uh, was interesting is that they have introduced two new suspects. Oh, Remember I'm Adrian? see their faces. Yes. Remember yes, Sarah, when, when we were talking about Adrian. Yeah. Sarah said that Adrian accidentally killed Michael, or killed Michael. She didn't say accidentally. That Adrian killed Michael and he didn't dare tell anyone. So Stacy buried him in the yard. Mm -hmm. And we all said, who the hell is Adrian? This is Adrian. Okay. And then uh, Brandon Shirtliff. So Brandon was actually interviewed a day before this came out from the uh, Fruitland Police Department on a podcast. Because the Wonder is posted pretty prolifically on social media. And so people went to their social media they saw people they were talking to and about and tracked them down and have been talking to them. So this is the second time now that we know of that YouTubers have interviewed potential suspects in this case. Knock it off, for God's sake. Prior to the police Prior to the police. Mm -hmm. It's awful. I mean, get some brains, you know? So this, yeah. So this guy had already interviewed Brandon. And then the police announced him as a suspect that they were trying to locate. Uh, I believe that they thought he was in, uh, let's see, I'll have to double check. They thought that he might have been in uh, North Dakota. Mm -hmm. Adrian, they believe, is in Toledo, Ohio, but kind of travels between California and Ohio. So as last we knew, the police were trying to hunt down these two men. Then that same podcaster came out like he was some kind of hero because he'd already found him and interviewed him. You're fucking not. You're mm. interfering. You are interfering. interfering in a criminal case. You have to stop. And, you know, was urging Brandon to turn himself in. But Brandon had, of course, now blocked him. I, I'm so sick of it. Yeah. I'm so sick of it. It's making true crimers look like absolute nuts. Yeah. We have a role to play, but that is not it. We no. don't interview suspects. You're not the police? Good Lord. Right. And could the podcast interview be admissible in court? It would depend on a lot of factors. I mean, it could be subpoenaed, sure. Yeah. But, you know, have they already, has the, has, have, have things been tainted because of that interview? That's possible too. Right. So it is yeah. always a stupid idea for a mm -hmm. podcaster to interview a potential suspect. He came you know, back in the second podcast about it and was like, Brandon, lie to my face. Oh, 
really, dumbass? Did you I mean, think if he was going to come out here and admit is, something? You call the cops and say this is yeah. where he is, you know? Yeah. Oh. Would podcast? Yeah, it may be admissible in court. Sure. And I mean, yeah, but it, it's just, I mean, it's not evidence. It's no, not but it's also, anything. it's tipping people off. It also could be tainting the jury pool. Like, there's just a lot of reasons why it should not yeah. be done. No. Anyway, so the last we knew, the fruit and the police were still searching for these guys. And that's about the last we know. And mm -hmm. that was last Thursday, I believe, that that press conference came out. So, yeah. Um, yeah. So, again, it begs the question, are the Wonders just crazy? Did any of this happen? The police are sure it did. They said that they are very close to charging Stacy and Sarah. Uh, they can't charge Sarah. No, they can't charge Sarah yet. We believe she's still on a psychiatric hold. But uh, yeah. yeah, but yeah. So that's that's what we know. It's not a hell of a lot, but it is interesting. The new uh, the admission, or you know, the uh, the calling in the two new suspects. So well, and to know who Adrian is because yes. he referenced that person. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, it is steps in the right direction. And apparently, says, these two were both living in that house at the time. They were yes. all living there. Yeah. Paula says, YouTubers who want to solve crimes, here's a thought, become police officers. It isn't that hard, unfortunately. Right. Yeah. I mean, I, I get wanting there to be justice. I, I do. And I get that, you know, when you've worked around, you know, f figuring out who people are and where they are and that kind of thing, you may have skills better than police. I mean, especially better than Little Fruitland, Idaho. Um, but if you find figure out where that person is, you don't talk to them. You tell the police where they are. That's what you Right. Do. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And why did they take that poor little boy? Right. Yeah. You know, if this was straight up a kidnapping all along, you know, right. was it an accidental death? We don't know. Yeah. Well, you will probably remember we brought this to you a few weeks ago uh, with Lucy Studi McKitty. Yes. Who has, you know, come forward and said that she believes her father, Donald Dean Studi, was a serial killer who was disposing of bodies on their property and that she has some memories of that as a little girl. Mm -hmm. Well, great news. They officials are now finally, finally digging on the property. So this is yeah. in Iowa. And um, that authorities have started. Uh, have begun digging on the land and you know it's going to take some serious time for sure and there's that whole well that's been filled in that she you know recalls putting uh, them putting bodies in and putting lye in on top and all of that stuff mm -hmm. so we'll see but uh, it does look like there's some images of you know, lots of vehicles and activity out there on that property. It does look as though they are, in fact, finally going to dig up that property and see um, what they can do. They did take soil samples Tuesday um, because they're testing the soil for human remains. And they brought mm -hmm. in heavy equipment and crates to haul things away. Wow. All right. So mm -hmm. interesting because they had said that they were going to take a uh, like tap the well, right? Yes. To take some deep samples of the well. Yeah. Her father is not still alive. No, he's dead. No. 
she has been trying to bring this to somebody's attention since she was a little girl mm-hmm. and just only very recently got the sheriff in that town to take her seriously. Mm-hmm. And they brought three different cadaver dogs out there at different times. And all three of them indicated that there were remains there. Mm-hmm. And they've had some other, you know, some of the siblings there's, she's got siblings and then there's um, half siblings and step siblings. Mm-hmm. There's a bunch and and there are other people, there are people who confirm that they do believe this is true. And then other siblings who say it isn't and, you know, mm-hmm. whatever. But I think we're going to finally know. Yeah. Hey, spirit. Uh, once and for all, if in fact mm-hmm. her father was a serial killer. Yeah. Well, and one sibling that commits suicide as well. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, suicide has been a huge theme in that family. Yes, it is. Maybe. Well, maybe. Supposedly, both her mother and her stepmother commit suicide. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it does make you wonder now. Right. If, uh, did they? Yeah. Yeah. Really interesting. I'm so happy to hear. I really didn't think they'd start dig- digging until spring. So. Right. I'm, it must be uh, warm enough there still. It must be. I'm happy that the show is going on because this is a very interesting case. If they find bodies there, he may end up being, he could end up being one of the most prolific serial killers uh, in the U.S., in U.S. Yeah. history. She there, she says, the body count is 50 to 70 people. Yeah. Yep. It still doesn't beat Samuel Little, but I don't know if anybody will. <sighs> yeah. Um. Okay, so speaking of gross and disgusting humans... Let's talk about Samuel Bateman. Samuel hmm. Bateman is a Mormon polygamist leader mm-hmm. in Arizona who has been arrested. I, I, I think you can only imagine what for. Uh, first of all, he's had 20 wives, one of them being his nine-year-old daughter. Yeah. Uh, just horrific. So they basically have raided their compound. Um, They've removed a bunch of underage girls, girls ranging from ages 11 to 16. Earlier this year, they went went into state custody and have been placed in group homes. And, oh, man, I feel for those kids. I got to tell you, I worked in a group home Mm -hmm. where there were some boys who had been kicked out of their they were part of the Warren Jeffs um, yeah. polygamous compound. And what happens with boys uh, is they send them all away because the old men want to marry all the young girls. And so they want the young men out of there. Mm-hmm. And so these boys were living in some substandard situation with a man in Salt Lake City yeah. that was supposedly taking care of them and wasn't. And they had to split those kids up into a bunch of group homes. And some of them came to us. Yeah. And I have never met a group of young uh, teenage boys who were more angry yeah. and honestly furious. They were terrified. Terrified, terrified yeah. themselves, but they were terrifying as well. Mm-hmm. Ultimately, they went back to their mothers because their mothers were threatened with um, abandonment charges because they had abandoned them. Right. And they did go back to their mothers. Now, this case is a little bit different. Um these these young these young girls have also been sent into group homes wherever they can find a place to put them. Mm-hmm. Um, let, hey, me tell you, let me tell you the weirdest part about this. Well, one of the weirdest parts about this guy. This guy's middle name 
is R-A-P-P-Y-L-E-E. Rappy Lee? Rapy Lee? I'm going to go with the latter. Uh, yeah. When I read his middle name, I was like, holy shit, can that get creepier? I was interested because that doesn't, mm-hmm. that's not like a Book of Mormon name. No, it isn't. I don't it's recognize that name It's not a biblical name, name that I, or, yeah. It's I, not a, a Mormon scriptural name. name. No. Yeah. No, and there are a lot of Mormon names that are Mormon, come from Mormon scripture, and that is not one. Mm-hmm. Mm-mm. So, I don't know. Um, but we're, I'm sure, going to be hearing a lot more terrible stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, we raised... did a story on him. Yes. Gosh, months ago when he was first mm-hmm. arrested for hauling his girls, his kids around, or some kids. And it turns out they were probably his wives. In a U-Haul trailer. Yes. With a bucket in it for a toilet. Yeah. And taking these children across state lines. Right. And at the time, we covered it and we we talked about it and we were like, hmm, maybe this is, there's not a lot here. Maybe this is not a case that, you know, we need to cover. And we, Christy was like, no, I think we do need to cover it. There is more here. Yeah. There, there's, there's some shit here. And we went, all right, we're covering it. And we did. And we've been watching ever since to see what else would come from it. And here it is. Yeah. Here it is. Oh. He was raised in the FLDS um, mm-hmm. branch. Uh, he spun off and started his own sect because, you know, it's just much easier to rape young girls when you're the prophet, apparently. Um, yeah, he was so bad. The rest of them didn't want him. Yeah. He was bad enough that the FLDS didn't want him. That it tells you something right there. Mm-hmm. So horrifying i'm sure there's more to come um but yeah the the big thing that's come out now is the sexual abuse happening and that his own nine-year-old daughter mm-hmm. was one of his quote-unquote wives yep guys what is happening in this world right now somebody said earlier we need a healing circle on the uh psychic hour tomorrow night i think you're right that's a good idea yep we do because things are gross and horrible right now in so many ways mm-hmm. in so many ways uh there is a um scheduling conference held that will be held tomorrow in the dave Vallo case yeah and we're thinking we may get a new trial date out of that they also have mm-hmm. to reschedule their pre-trial conferences mm-hmm. and uh and that is they are being those that's going to be one hearing with both defendants in it yeah. Yes, there are going to be no video cameras, unfortunately. So, no, not going. Um, will Chad and Lori finally be in the same room together? Will they? No, or will even know. either one or the other of them not come? I did not see an order to transport for Lori. Yes, there's one who's come out Is today. there? Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, an order to transport did come out today. So, yeah, I suspect they may actually be in the same room for the first time mm-hmm. since he went to jail. It's going to be interesting because prior wanted to put this off until October of next year. And Lori's attorneys, Lori did not waive her right to a speedy trial, which means Mm -hmm. her trial should have been last month. Now, of course, there have been delays partly because of her mental health. So, you know, you kind of have to take that into account. But I do not think they're going to wait till October of next year because Lori didn't waive her rights. Right. This has to happen ASAP. And it, it it appears to me that Judge Boyce is getting pretty antsy. He's pretty bad mm-hmm. with all of this. Mm-hmm. 
So hopefully we're going to come, you know, we'll, we'll get a date out of that. We will not be going. The flu and COVID are just rampant here right now. Our numbers are way too high and no, mm-hmm. can't, and people can't don't care the about their germs. Mm-hmm. They don't. And so we can't take that risk, unfortunately, but no, fortunately, um, East Idaho news will be there and they will be our source because they always are. And they are very mm-hmm. good at, you know, keeping our community up to date on what's happening. So we'll be able yeah. to tell you guys pretty quickly. Yeah. But expect some major pearl clutching from Pryor because he's oh, not yeah. like this at all. No, because this is going to speed everything up. Yeah. So do you have a prediction? I think it's going to be more like early summer. See, I'm right around April. Yep. I'm right around I'm April. I think in May, June. Um, you know, because I, I, I mean, I can hear Pryor bitching about the voluminous mm-hmm. everything. Um, oh, the so a couple of other things in Bay Belvalo. The uh, prosecution has come back and responded to the defense's uh, motion about the death penalty being unconstitutional. It was pretty interesting. You know, I mean, the prosecution went for the death penalty, so you know they're going to be, you know, saying mm-hmm. that there's no reason to not have the death penalty. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's the, all they've done is just release a brief. We haven't, there's not been an actual hearing on that Mm-mm. or anything. They also did respond back with the request about, you know, not getting all the evidence. And they did say that there are, the FBI is still continuing, continuing to conduct interviews on their behalf mm-hmm. and that there may be, uh, information and interview information still to come because those interviews haven't been completed yet. But they again said that they have turned everything over to the defense that has actually occurred. Interesting. Well, and honestly, I mean, don't they, wouldn't they need to go to the FBI for that information directly? There's a lot of stuff about people not wanting to turn over information they didn't themselves generate. So there will be some issue about that with FBI interviews. Um, Mm -hmm. The the prosecutor's office is going to want the FBI to release that, not that, because it's Mm -hmm. not there. They didn't generate the, the, documents yeah so we'll see what happens with that but they did say that there are uh interviews being done by the fbi on their behalf is that is an ongoing thing yeah so yeah yeah oh no yeah colleen says good point my kiddo has rsv right now and it's terrible yeah there's so it's much horrible right now yeah, yeah my husband's uh step-siblings a bunch of their kids have had it and yeah, there's kind of been this belief that RSV really is just for little teeny kids, but that's not true. And sure like, right now. especially like in the teenage population right now, it's really bad. Yeah. Yeah. Colleen says she's 16 and she's been sicker for longer than she was with COVID. Whew. Yeah. Awful. It's a B. Yeah. Right. And Paula, I agree with you. Paula says, I really wish the prosecution would say, You're, we are ready to go to trial today, Your Honor. Uh, they probably would say that at this point. They're... They're not holding anything back at this point. It is mm-hmm. the defense attorneys that are holding the that are holding things up. It's interesting though, isn't it, that Pryor is the one that keeps trying to throw the brakes on, and he's had a hold of this case by far the longest. Yes. It's crazy. He's well, the one and- that's like, I just need more time. I just can't possibly. Mm-hmm. I'm just not ready. And Lori's attorneys were ready. They would have gone to trial in in uh January when it was they scheduled yeah. for. They would have. Hell, they were ready to go in October. 
Mm -hmm. They were. Yeah. So, oh, Cindy, we did already cover uh, the Moscow case. We talked about it earlier in the episode. So, yes, there is a little bit of information. It's not a lot, but it is earlier in the show. Mm -hmm. um, If you missed that. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's everything. Uh, Marcus Spanavello. Oh, Spanavello. I forgot. Tell us about him. He's such this a This bitch. Yeah. So this is the case of Cassie Carley. Uh, this happened back in March in uh, Florida. She was a young mom. A mom. Not, well, whatever. Anyway, <laughs> she was a mom with one little little one mm-hmm. whose uh, ex-fiance, I think. She had, wasn't actually married to him. Marcus Spanavello was the last person to have seen her. They were supposed to be handing off custody. And she lived with her dad. And after she was supposed to meet with Marcus, uh, she never came back. And Mm -hmm. her dad finally reported her missing. Thank you, Victoria, in Navarre, Florida. And Mm -hmm. she was missing for a time before they finally found her in Alabama, buried in a shallow grave in a barn. And what we know is that Marcus was working in that area at the time. And so, of course, he was arrested and extradited back to Florida. Well, eventually, Florida was supposed to, he was supposed to actually go to trial in October. And they have postponed it uh, throughout October. And then eventually, in November, dropped the charges against him. And handed it over to Alabama to try him since there was some jurisdictional, you know, questions about who should be in charge of this, considering, you know, that it right. crossed state lines. So he's been charged in Alabama now. He's been indicted on abuse of a corpse charges in Alabama. One of the biggest... Uh, uh, problems right now is that the medical examiner cannot come up with a cause of death. It's undetermined. Mm-hmm. And that's causing a real problem in being able to prosecute this fool. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, something happened to Cassie Carley. Yeah. And somehow she got from Florida clear to Alabama and buried in a shallow grave. Right. I mean, they're still working on a case against him. And so, of course, the abuse of a corpse uh, charges are what they have right now. But I did too, Colleen, wondered if they'd make it federal, considering it crossed state lines. But And maybe they still will, but this is where it sits right now. So mm-hmm. he is at least uh, on charges now in Alabama. But yeah. sad, sad, frustrating case. He is such an arrogant ass. Oh, he is awful. They picked well, him up in Tennessee when they yes. initially arrested him. And when they picked him up, he looked at law enforcement and said, lawyer. That's all he said. Fuck you, Marcus. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and that undetermined cause of death, it doesn't mean it's not a homicide. No. But it also doesn't mean it is. Mm -hmm. And that's that's tough. So I hope they do get the feds involved because they may need some help with that autopsy and really getting down to what is cause of death. Because they've got to have that because they can't even charge him with murder. Yep. It's yucky. All of this is yucky, you guys. Damn it. Come on. I did Google that weird uh, middle name. Oh, yes. Rappy Lee or Rappily or whatever. Mm -hmm. Uh, That it's a Dutch last name. 
Oh, okay. Probably a a a familial name for him. Probably, but it was like. I know, kind of hits you in the face considering. uh, Yeah, when you read it, because it looks like you could just say it rapidly. Mm -hmm. um, And considering uh, his uh, stuff. Yeah. What he's done, it's awful. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's what we have for you tonight, everybody. Yeah. I just, uh, yeah, I'm about worn out. I'm glad it's about the end of the year because yeah, we need things to go better. We need them to go better. Yeah. We need them to go like they did with the, um, the governor in Michigan's case where it was thwarted before anyone was hurt. Yeah. You know, how do we, how do we get the criminal justice system working like that a lot better? I don't know. I don't know the answer other than focusing on prevention is just not something that the justice system in the U.S. does. Yeah. It's, this is an after the fact situation, mm-hmm. you know, but I wish yeah. we could get better at the prevention side. Yeah. Yep. All right. Well, that is what we have for you. We will be back tomorrow night for those of you that are, members of our YouTube channel or um, are subscribed to our Patreon. We mm-hmm. are doing the Psychic Hour tomorrow night at 7 p.m. Mountain. It is a live stream. Of course, it's a closed live stream for those of you that have access. And I did want to say, because somebody mentioned this, uh, people have been having a difficult time finding the live stream on YouTube. <laughs> it is in the members area. Remember, you're a member of the YouTube channel. So you go to the members area of the YouTube channel, and that's where you'll find our live streams mm-hmm. for the Psychic Hour. So I, I hope that that helps because we know that the notifications coming from YouTube, not great. So yeah. hopefully, you know, this will make it a little simpler for you. But go to the members area. That's where you'll find our live stream tomorrow night. And yeah. it's already posted. You'll see that it's already there counting down until we go live. So hopefully you can see that and it'll make it easier for you to locate it. Yeah. Yeah. All right, everybody. Thanks for being here. And you know what? We are the True Crime Squad. Take care. Bye, everybody.